think there is no better way to start a podcast than with some inadvertent kung fu movage. Yes, it's important to always start everything you do with some kung fu movage. I like it. Okay, so we're here. We're back again. It's episode two. Episode two. The episodening. Uh, episode two is notoriously difficult to handle. Most uh, sequels, if you want to call it a sequel, or a second in a long-running series, I don't know. Sequels struggle. Do they? Uh, I don't want us to, you know, be about... that kind of podcast that gets labelled a, a, a well, okay. one-off fluke. Episode two, the podcast strikes back. Okay. That's a successful sequel. Yeah. The Critically God acclaimed. Just, no, that doesn't work. Anyway... Anyway, anyway. Moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. What, what's this podcast about again? It's about video games. It's about video games. And some other kinds of games and things which are associated with those games. Okay. And uh, what is on the agenda? The agenda. This week. The agenda is... What have you been playing this week, Sam? What have I been playing this week? Uh, so we've still been playing Overwatch. Um, I don't want to talk about playing Overwatch. Because we've done that already. We've done that. It's pretty standard. It continues it's the same, to be broadly the same each week. There's but a, it's still good fun. There's a new map coming, which is good. Mm, yes, um, needs it. Needs it needs it. it. it needs more than one map, if I'm being completely honest. Yes. Um, yeah, Overwatch continues to be a very fun game, yeah. and people the world over still enjoying it. And but Genji can sod off. Frankly. Genji, Genji is new public enemy number one. Um, which is good for you, because you're a big pro bastion player and he's the old school public enemy bastion for life um bastion is has been made for players like me yeah that don't have the time to uh, invest to heavily get good. in fps to get yeah why should i get good when i can be cheap instead yeah you can just cheese everyone cheese it forever cheese it um but moving on to bastion uh one thing i do want to talk about is the quality of the Overwatch shorts that have been rolled out. There's a new one this week uh, with Bastion as the hero slash villain. No spoilers. Go and watch it's it. It's more of just a little bit of an origin story for him. Exactly. And I, it's it's great. It's great because it's that incredibly high production values, really well put together, and really interesting because there's not many dialogue. Yeah. Uh, it's. It, I mean... The, the, the animation quality on these shorts has been nothing short of amazing. Like, I, I would happily go and see, you know, the full gamut of them at a cinema. They, uh, they are so I, good. I'm they pretty are... sure somebody's done a supercut of them all. Mm. I think somebody did that. Yeah, well, like, I remember at launch, they, they, they had, you know, it was, a, it was a very limited thing, but we did have... Oh, yeah, they did a they gave tickets out cinema show. Um, and, and, you know, they, they deserve that because they are that good. They are yeah. Pixar level. Uh, they're really well written, well made. And they really do add a, a level of depth to the games that it doesn't necessarily have because it doesn't have a single-player campaign. Yes, the story's there, hidden, sort of. Yeah, they, It's they, not they, exposed to you as you go along. No, you can play it like... A, you can you can experience it as a multiplayer game at a very surface level. Uh, and it's great, you know, that's what it's been made to be. But there is definitely a story there, you yeah. know... You, Credit to Blizzard, they have crafted something that works on a number of levels. Yes. Uh, and that is very difficult to do. It is, I assume. I would assume also. But yeah, so the Bastion short, I, I was, you know, hugely enamored by. I mean, it was very, very wally almost in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did have that feel about it. That sort of, you know, Bastion being a, a cute robot, which mm. he is, despite being a. Terrible, terrible killing machine. Exactly. Unfeeling, murderous robot. Well, that was what was nice. You know, you kind of get that. And, and again, the, the complete lack of dialogue in the entire piece really just kind of highlights how impressive they have been with it in getting over the the themes that they wanted to address. Yeah. It's like you you start watching it and it's, oh, it's cutesy and it's nice and it's moving. It's this discovery piece. And then they flip it and you realise that actually Bastion... Uh, isn't all that you thought he might have been based yes. on the first few minutes? Yes, interesting. Very good. Very very good. I've like I've enjoyed them all. Yeah, they are. The, I mean, I don't think there's been a weak one. No. Uh, Even the one about the world's most boring video game character, Soldier Seventy Six, was really good. <laughs> that that made him a little bit more interesting. It didn't, but <laughs> it was a good short. It was a good short. It was a good short. Um, and it, like the thing is, those shorts are endemic of Blizzard's entire marketing strategy with with overwatch it's been yeah. really impressive yeah they particularly were the ones that came out before the game was released mm. 
that really, really helped to generate the hype and the buzz and and stuff. And I certainly bought into it in as much as I'm ever going to do. Well, like, but they're continuing to do it now. I mean, even before, uh, what's the new character called? Anna. 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 Um, you know, there were hidden clues that people uh, online were, you know, deciphering to to yes. put together. And like these, I mean, there's a new one now. Uh, that people are kind of connecting to Reaper because there's there's a lot of skull imagery, but like the lengths they yes. have gone to to kind of hide and also these the clues. fact that it's a Spanish name Sombra, which means shadow in Spanish, and he is Mexican. Gabriel Reyes, the the character that's his character name. I think it is. I might be wrong. But I think it was something right. like that. Not so he's, culturally but he's, appropriate, he's a, but it um, sounds like the he's a, he's a Mexican guy. Yeah. Um. So that's his his thing. So yeah, but as you were saying, the way that these clues are hidden in the game and in the promotional materials for the game in such a way that I I have to assume that somebody who is... I can't even understand how you would even come to think of these ways to extract this information. No, to do the things they've done is it's like... like... converted they looked at a barcode which was flashed on screen for a microsecond took out the vertical bars of it then they converted those vertical bars into binary then they converted those into hexadecimal code then they ran that code through like a 56k modem and then they faxed it to a guy in greenland who then left out in the snow for 20 minutes uh, until it crystallized into a qr code and then they scanned that qr code which then had a a single line of text on it, and and I mean the best part of that is there is not a single uh, example of exaggeration in it. That that is genuinely how they have hidden these codes and these clues. Uh, yeah, it's quite staggering, really. It's b- baffling in a way, and I, I don't even understand how you what sort of what is your background as a person with a level of knowledge to to think what <laughs> I'm going sounds to sounds like do. you're leveling suspicion. What is your background, Blizzard? Who the no, hell do no, you I'm think talking, you are? I'm talking about the people who are finding these things. Why do you, how, what thought processes do you have that makes you go, what I'll do with that snippet of information is I'm going to extract part of it and then I'm going to turn it to decimal, then hexadecimal. Yeah, it, binary. It's... Why, what, how, how, is that like a, what is people's backgrounds? What is their work? What is their hobby that they do that enables them to yeah, it, know about this kind of thing? It's it's there's a method of connecting dots that I I, I don't. I understand. didn't even know there were any dots. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like trying to do a dot to dot with a pen that's filled with invisible ink, and the dots themselves aren't dots; they are yeah. mathematical equations. Yeah, and those mathematical equations are written in invisible ink and. Uh, on the back of an elephant, mm. you know that is basically what it, that that uh, you know is a perfect analogy yeah. of the lengths like, that these people have gone through to extrapolate. Why? Data. How do you even know it's there? It's like because I think what I what I read was that the person who who posted this first sort of suggestion that there's something something within this teaser trailer that they'd had was that at the end there was a tiny burst of static, and he said, "Well, that wasn't there on any of the other ones, so it must be deliberate." But that, I mean, that's the amazing which, thing. About if the anybody internet. listening to this podcast will hear lots of kinds of little things which aren't there on all of them, and uh, that's because we've embedded a secret code. Oh yes, with some secret Smash Talk goodies that could be available to you if you crack the code. So crack the code, remember? take it to a secret location at a specific time, and then and only then will they be able to uncover what is essentially a prize even greater than the Holy Grail itself. Even greater than becoming the God of Gods. <sighs> Even greater than that. That is that is a prize like something. no other. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's very impressive on both yeah, sides. Yeah, re- remarkable that not only did Blizzard must have known their fans well enough to know that that will actually work and that people will actually find that. And not only will they actually find it, they'll find it quickly. It's not like one of those things that 17 years after the game was released, some lone person who's been working on this for years and years has discovered a secret character within a game it's like 
within four hours or something of the it's it's yeah of it, the announcement. It's reasonably you know within reasonably a quick a quick time. Yeah, um, and that is amazing. And you know the thing is again, it's supposed to be extremely clever because they yes. know that this generates buzz, this generates marketing, it promotes the game, yeah. and it really. It plays to the audience that it has, and it cultivates that community. Mm. And it's you know, uh, I take my heart to Blizzard. You know, they know what they're doing when it they comes do. to. Uh, I, su- well, I suppose that's, again. that's like uh, it's it's saying about the power of the internet. Really, one person posits this theory that they've they've got that I think something in there's something in this little burst of static, and then the the diverse distributed resources of the internet of various kinds of people uh, who with various skills and and knowledge and hardware skills and knowledge they they are able to to come together and do that yeah and i think that's really cool it is yes um but we digress we i only said what you've been playing this week um Mm. so let me ask you gus what else have you been playing this week apart from overwatch well i played almost five minutes of Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Calm down, man. Five, five minutes. Almost Don't five make minutes. me stage some kind of intervention. Almost five minutes. It was only almost five minutes. Was it a good five minutes? It was Four minutes? very, very slick and swish. And it's a good job I didn't watch the little recap video that it has in case you haven't played Human Revolution. Which is twelve minutes long because wow. otherwise we wouldn't have played any of the game. No, that would have uh, yeah, that would have cut right into your it would have... the four and a half minutes you had available. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, it it feels great. It looks great. You know, Adam Jensen's still there in his moody, moody douchebaggery. Yeah, I know you hate him, but he wasn't wearing a leather cloak, a leather coat. When... I know, but he's still rocking that pointy face. Oh, it's even bollocks. pointier. You wouldn't even believe how pointy it is in the new in the new one. Unless it's fashioned that way. So as to be some kind of weapon. It's a. We're just going to assume he has a mechanical chin, and that's the way that he has to have the the beard. Okay. Why would you assume that it was anything other than that? I, I don't know. Well then. I I have no Let's words. Uh, no, but like it had before we do move on, it I has just, reviewed very well. Yeah, um, I really really want to continue playing it, and honestly, I'm a bit fed up being here when I could be at home <laughs> playing it. Yeah. So four minutes last time. Who's to say how long you'll be on this? Nine time? The minutes. Next time, you know, first nine minutes and eighteen minutes. Exponential growth of this. But I'm really looking forward to playing it. I'm gonna try and do it without killing anybody because that's one of the cool things about it. It's you have the option to to play it either violently or probably still violently, but non lethally violent. Non lethally violent. Yeah, you know. So it's it's one of those games where you can play your own way. Yeah. You can play your own way. I'm never gonna sing ever again on this podcast. That is a relief. That that yeah, that. geez, what came over me? Um the cool. spirit of Bad Fleet with Mac. <laughs> Bad Mac. Bad Mac. Um, I'll tell you what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Dan, old boy? I have uh I spent a bit of time, well a lot of time with, uh, one weekend's worth of time on a game that came out earlier in the year called Oxenfree, and I I was really quite... Now, let me just ask you a question. Is that about being a Boy Scout? It is not about being a Boy Scout. I mean... Isn't that a Boy Scout thing? No, well, I only know this having researched it. I, I also would have maybe pointed to Boy Scouts or, or some kind of military thing, but uh, Oxenfree is when you were playing tag... Uh, at the yeah. end of it, you'd say "Ollie Ollie Oxen Free," and it'd be, you know, it'd be reversed back to the beginning. That would be the point where you basically go back to the beginning of the game, and all tags are wiped. Okay. So um, when it gets to the point where ten people are trying to chase one person, hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess so. So um, what what happens in Oxen Free? What's it all about? What's it all about, mate? Um, Oxenfree is, is, is you know, one of this new breed of much maligned, but I think uh, perhaps unreasonably so. It's a, it's a walk and talking simulator. It's not real. I mean, I said to uh, a few It's like friends, a, a choose your own adventure kind of game. It kind of is, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if you can even call it a game. I mean, you control the characters and you move them, but there's no death as such. And yeah. although you face what I would loosely call puzzles in it, that they're, they're, you know... They're not head scratches that are going to have you stumped for yeah. minutes on end. It's... Like Valiant Hearts, that sort of thing. Did you play that? Yeah, I played Valiant Hearts. Is that it... sort of very, very lightweight gameplay. Yeah, but but, but even a... less. I mean, you could die in that. There was there was a oh, yeah, there was you could, element you could of fail. error. Yeah, you could yeah. fail. There, there, are, there are no fail states in this yeah, game yeah. Um, that I encountered anyway. Um, just, but that's... You just get too good. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just so, so good at those walking sims. Um, I mean, it's very much like, it reminded me a lot of many ways. And, and you know, both. it's no surprise that both the guys that made these games are both um, Telltale alumni. I mean, the first game mm. that I played, which was very similar to this, even though it came out after it, was Firewatch earlier in the year. Yes. And that's a very similar game. You can't really die in it. You're yes. just going through it's the story. It's an interactive story. story, in a way. Exactly. Yeah, well, I um, think that's really cool. Um and I think the way that they do, because interactive stories have been around for quite a long time, um, but the way they do them nowadays, I think is really good. You got you got like back in the day of things like the Seventh Guest with this really comical, like bad full motion video sections, mm. and it's you know, and the Eleventh Hour, those sort of two little uh, spooky horror games that are totally not at all spooky or horrifying on account of their horrifying terror- in the sense of the FMVs like, are so bad. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I might consider go, going back and playing those, possibly to talk about on this podcast because I think I do that. that I think fun. that's they would be funny to to play. I don't know if they're any good, but I definitely had one or both of them. And when I'm going to put out your misery, they're probably terrible in in hindsight. I mean, the thing is, yeah. you don't want to sully the memory. If you've got a nice, no, I, happy I memory very of little of it. Oh, but, fair enough. You know, but I just—it was shit. Then it's probably going to be pretty terrible. Now, <laughs> what sticks in my mind is that, yeah, the FMV was despicable. Despicable FMV. What yeah. a legacy. Yeah, yeah. that is. Uh, yeah, that's so I think they've like that kind of game took a back seat for a long time before. Probably Telltale started coming out and saying, actually, a game where what you do is you have dialogue and you make decisions is actually um, a valid and interesting way to play a game. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, we're at a level now where video games can do that. I've always said that video games are the sum total of every creative medium. They, you know, they, it has music. and the, You know, the music in games now is so amazingly... Yeah. Uh, fantastic and accomplished yeah. uh, but it's married with visuals but it also is married with this interactive element and these walking sims so, uh, as they get labelled these days they marry all of those together but they let you control the action it really is a, 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 a fantastic way to experience a multitude of different creative mediums hmm. um, but with a level of interactivity that yeah. you might not get with a film um, yeah. or a book you know it, yeah. it, it, it amplifies the aspects of all of them puts them together to create something new so Oxenfree was was fantastic uh, I, I, I genuinely think it might be one of my favourite game that yeah. I've played so far this oh, year oh great that's that's good I so that. yeah only good things to say yeah anything else you've been playing uh, I, I played uh, Thomas Was Alone as well so you had a bit of an indie gamer I had a bit of an indie loving um, I know it's very old now it's yeah it's been around for a long time oh yeah uh, many years old but it's great really enjoyed it um, yeah. it, uh, it, it's very short you get through it very quickly again the, the, the chal- there's not much of a challenge there insofar as you I mean there, you can die in it there are fail states but you know death isn't that punishable it just restarts very quickly and yeah I, again i fully enjoyed it maybe not as much as oxen free but uh, it's so cheap now on on any kind of platform, platform you want to play and it's available for all the platforms yeah i uh, think i might even have that uh, in a humble bundle i bought yeah it's, it's 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 been there i think everyone i've spoke to about it has said oh yeah i've got that i think i picked up in a, in a humble yeah, bundle yeah. Or, or something like that um so yeah if you if you get a chance after you've you know spent five minutes playing Deus Ex, yeah, well, I would if I can spare the time, I'll maybe I'll I'll give it a go. Cool. And on that note, I say we move on to a little bit of gaming news. Gaming news. No, we have a jingle. Don't do that. We have a jingle. We have a jingle for intro. Well, I can get you more jingles uh, if you want to make jingles. Well, I'm not going to make it myself, if but I'm going to use our jingle maker. And I need to have a shout out to our guy who made our jingle. My good friend Kaish Eugene he's made the jingle for us and I'm gonna put him to work making more jingles better jingles bigger jingles hopefully by the end of the year this podcast will just be a series of jingles we'll be nothing but segues to jingles made by Kaius so yes thank you Kaius love the jingle um and yeah, I think it, it, I genuinely think it's probably the best part of our last podcast. It, yep, yep. It it sets out a very high bar for us to try and live up to, which we possibly haven't. Um, yeah, but gaming news, gaming news. What's the news? What's the news, son? Uh, well, uh, in stark contrast to uh, last time we recorded this, when No Man's Sky was everywhere, 
uh, and it was taking up every column inch that was available for gaming news. This week we're talking about No Man's Sky. <laughs> um, Tell me about No Man's Sky. I uh, have not heard of it. I, uh, I've not played it. Um, Did you buy it? Didn't buy it. I was you very were, tempted. You were reluctant. So I was you on were the talking fence. about why you hadn't bought it yet. Um, and do you feel more like you know why you hadn't bought it? And do you regret that decision? Or do you think you'll pick it up at some point? No, I think I've been... I think for all the reasons that I was dragging my feet over buying it have been justified by the backlash that has kind of, uh, you know, presented itself over the last couple mm. of weeks. Um, you know, What backlash? Why? I Backlash is a weird thing anyway, but what's oh, it's, the backlash? Oh, it's insane. Uh, well, the thing is... And I wonder how much of this is Hello Games' fault. The hype machine that that was whipped up before its release, just, it was the ultimate example of a, a snowball effect in the gaming universe. It, here was a game that was made by a very small group of people that had an amazing idea, and then Sony heard about it, put some money into it, promoted the hell out of it, and it just grew bigger and bigger, this hype beast. Um, and I think it really whipped... I mean, everyone was guilty of being whipped into a frenzy with it. Um, which, you know, I mean, Hello Games were, were guilty of it in themselves. You know, they whenever they came out and said something about it, it was quite ambiguous, but it was always with an eye to mm. making it seem like this huge... Oh, wait. They haven't... They didn't do a Molyneux, did they? It was, you know what? There, there are many parallels between Molyneux and the way Hello Games have kind of over-promised, under-delivered with this it's game. It's that Guildford connection. That's that, That's what it is. The, the Guildford dream games, machine. Don't make games in Guildford. They won't be as good as you say they are. But, that's That should be Guildford's town motto. Yeah, you are now entering Guildford. The land of unfulfilled <laughs> promises. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Guildford's actually a lovely place, I must say. I've never been there. I'm sure we don't have any Guildford <laughs> listeners, but in case we do, nice place. <laughs> we, we don't really think it the land of unfulfilled promise, but you do have a track record for it, Guildford. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the backlash has been largely because uh, the game has, you know, it was promised to have X amount of features that it doesn't have. Multiplayer doesn't really seem like it exists. Um, and to the point where, you know, if you, if you heard about the special edition, how it had a sticker on the front, you peel back the sticker, it's got a multiplayer symbol that they've covered up <laughs> retro <laughs> actively with so a sticker. the special edition, all it gets is a sticker covering up a thing saying... Multiple. One of one of its many broken promises. Yeah, you can just imagine like <laughs> the, the HQ going. Oh, we, you know, we've been working really hard, but we can't. We're just not going to be able to promise. Uh, we're not going to be able to confront our promise of, of the multiplayer and the like. Oh shit, what are we going to do? The, the the special edition box art's already been printed. Just fucking put a sticker on it. Has some, does that mean some poor bastard somewhere in the world spent? Their days sticking stickers. I don't think on. it was a person per se. Probably a bastion-like machine. machine. Oh well, we all know what happens if you treat machines like second-class citizens. Oh well, they are. Nothing good. happens <laughs> until something does happen and they destroy a lot of us. Well, we'll already be dead by then, I'm sure. I only uh, hope so. God, I only hope so. If because for me, like I was even, I'm considering buying a PS4. To play No Man's Sky. Well, that's that, that clearly to me says that you've bought into the hype, and rightly so, because I mean, no, I'm basing. I didn't hear very much about the hype, but I'm basing it on the fact that it looks like a weird, sort of hypnotic space dream. Yeah, and that, and I think that's cool. I that would, is cool. I would be happy to spend some time in a weird hypnotic space dream. Absolutely, floating in space. Absolutely, but that's not. I mean. There is less, from what I can gather, there is less of that and more of tedium and grindiness. Oh, so like Destiny then? The, but, but like another game that was massively hyped and then underdelivered. Yeah, yeah, but at least Destiny, you kind of it was grindy, but there were there were tangible. The thing about Destiny was the core gameplay, the shooter mechanics of it were super solid. Yeah, exactly. Like I played a ton of the competitive multiplayer on that, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And I probably would continue to enjoy playing that element of the game because 
I was moderately good at it, and that made me feel good about myself. De- Destiny was a, you know, Destiny was a good game that had a muddled narrative. That, from what I can gather, I mean, I, I I played it as most people probably did for the first six months, and never bought any of the 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 add-ons and the, the yeah. you know the DLC as it were. Um, yeah, I, I from what I can tell, they've worked very hard on sort of story elements and and making it into a more fleshed out kind of game yeah and you know credit to them for that because it must yeah. be so hard working on a game after release when you, you never get back that pre because it must be like you know we we talk about the hype uh it must be amazing to work on a game that has the hype beast working for it uh, yeah. but once you've once you've gone past do that, you lose perspective though, yeah, really, well do you buy into the hype yourself and being like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's very, very... Yeah! <laughs> I made this! Yeah, yeah of course you do. It, it's, it's, I mean, I've, I, I've never been in that situation myself. But when you're hearing and you're reading, you know, you know different when parts When the Smash of the media, Talk podcast is getting these reviews saying, is there anything they can't do? We'll be there going, yes, we can't do some things. Or are we going to be like, yeah, we'll do anything. Yeah, we can do everything. Next episode is going to be coming live from the International Space Station. That that is a, a very real and tangible goal in my eyes. So uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll if be we can get a, if we can get a multi million pound hype machine working for us, we'll promise that, and hopefully, we'll be able to do that. Or we'll under deliver. Classic. We'll, we'll move this entire Classic. podcast to Guildford. Yeah, and then we'll under and then we'll under deliver. Um, Brilliant. Superb! I'm glad we're going to be able to do that. But um, what what other fe- what other features are not present in this game that that they said they would be? Um, uh, again, I think it's just, and again, this is just from some of the research that I've been uh, and I've been reading up on while the the kind of story of the game has been unfolding. Uh, you know, it's things like you watch the trailers for it, and it's these amazing kind of vistas filled with very interesting uh, fauna and flora mm, yeah. um, and then you actually look at the the reality of the footage and it's very much just a patchwork world um you know you get these animals that literally look like they're in, there's there's like a, cut, an animal generator cut and shut job. And yeah they're, they're cut and shut jobs basically um mm. You know, on the original trailer, with these, these huge, massive sandworms, which is that's that's really cool, right? Yeah. No one's found any sandworms, and admittedly, there are you know fourteen quintillion planets, yeah. so they might be out there. But I think I think that because that they, sense of wonder and awe is in, there in like with all of those trailers and pre-release material that everything we're showing in these things is stuff we've just found exploring yeah. in the game. And I expect they probably had some developer tools that enabled them to zip through oh, all completely. these kind of things and go, yep, 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 boring, 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 looks like a penis, boring, 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 looks like a penis, 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 boring, boring, penis, boring, boring, boobs, penis. And then they got a giant sandworm, which funny enough probably looks a bit like a penis. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, basically, I think but that's... it's a cool giant worm. But, you, you know, you might never even find it because it's on one of the bajillion planets that they've made. And... 14 quintillion, goddammit. Well, but that's an irrelevantly large number where the number itself becomes irrelevant. You might as well just say bajillion. This true. No, it is. It's, it's yeah. so big a number that it's impossible in my mind to fathom. So, yeah. A yeah. bajillion works. It does, it does the same yeah. job. All right, great. I'm glad we got that bottomed out. And um... Basically, the you know, Hello Games, undone by their own hubris, Yes, is the line that we could yes. potentially draw under yes. it, despite neither of us playing the game. No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, so more news, any more news? news? Oh, there's, news. there's always news. All right, moving on, newsy news. Uh, the news, there's a, news, a piece of news that piqued my interest was, um, it's an ongoing story, and it's the development of the latest Resident Evil game, Resident Evil 7. Ooh, Ooh Biohazard. Um, so yeah, there's a new trailer come out. Uh, have yeah, you seen it? I have. I watched the trailer. I watched the. I went back and watched the original first trailer as well, and they were very spooky. I can't really remember which was which. One of them's like a person stuck in a house, a girl stuck in a house, hiding uh, from an old lady. Yes, the first trailer is... was bitty and more filmic, more cinematic in yeah. its scope. Whereas this last, this next one yeah. was. So I don't, I, what I don't understand is how the game is going to work because in the demo you play a totally separate set of people who were there 
as a result of filming some kind of spoopy ho- uh, haunted house type well, thing. Well, apparently, uh, so the, the Capcom have said beginning hour, the demo, isn't going to be a part of the game. Oh, right. But the device of finding tapes um, is going to be in the game. So, right. so it's new... kind of like a standalone little... Um... Adventure within an adventure. Yeah, it, it's it's a way to build exposition into the yeah. game, basically, and it's got like I think it's a really novel way of doing it. Yeah, it's, I thought know. that was like you know I played the demo and I thought the really cool element of it where you find the videotape, you put it in the VCR, which is weird because you even has a VCR these days. We don't know when it's set. It's oh no, we do know when it's set. It is. It's, it's, it's all the dates on it. Yeah, it's modern. Um, but then you then control the cameraman for that set section. And it's kind of an area and an exposition piece, yeah, or like a cutscene, telling you some story or giving you some information. But it's interactive. But it's interactive. Well, the so, funny story: first time I popped that video in during the demo, I watched it for a good five or ten minutes, uh, not realizing that I was in control of this new character yeah. in the videotape. And did they just those guys just walk off? They just walked. They just wandered on. off, and in I was like, okay, yeah. They, so they'd gone completely. Like, oh, that's weird. The I can't really see that anymore. <laughs> All I can hear is this quiet dialogue. I was like, okay, nice they're one. building to something. They're building to something. Accidentally nudged the remote and was like, oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah. this, this is me. Yeah. Um, oh, shit, it's me? Oh, great. Uh, I thought it was cool, though. Like, I've never really played any of the Resident Evil games because I never had a PlayStation and I think ports have been shitty and then there was a whole lean period in the middle when they were making some bad games. As far as I'm aware, I don't know. The entries into the series recently have not been... I mean, so 4 is considered the zenith, although it's it's certainly... It changed up the formula they'd established in the first three games. And it was great, and, you know, it's hailed as a masterpiece. But then they ran with that ball a little bit too... uh, Exuberantly, yeah. I mean, 5... You can kind of see the action elements creeping in in six. It's just, it's not really horror anymore. It's an action set piece with horror elements. Yeah. And it's not scary. Yeah, the yeah. interesting part about the entire kind of build for Resident Evil 7 is this is a horror game and it's unashamedly a horror game. Is it, in a way, taking up some of the slack that has appeared since the demise of Silent Hills. Yeah, completely. I mean, I, 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 I mean I'm pretty sure if you asked, you know, any one of the lead developers at Capcom, if they were willing to admit it, I'm sure they would say that Silent Hills has heavily, heavily influenced Resident Evil 7. Yeah. I, I genuinely think what's happened is they've seen the demise of, of Silent Hills and Kinji, uh, Kojima's split from Konami and gone, fuck it, let's 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 take the ball and run with it. Because yeah. there's obviously an appetite for this kind of game. Yeah, and the sort of the demo which is sort of five minutes long, I played that and it was a genuinely unsettling, scary experience that I I wanted to be over quite quickly. It it sort of gave you that feeling of uh tension and uh, uncomfortableness that you're like, yeah, I want to get out of this place. Yeah, I mean, like it, 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 it and it, the, the thing that was so strong about it to me was, and you mentioned this early before we started recording, this takes place during the day, and creating that kind of tension and, and terror during daylight hours is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, yeah, um, but it completely succeeds, and I, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think it's great that they're getting back to the roots of the game. I mean. The, my biggest gripe with five and six is, and even four to an to an extent, is you're you're put into the place, put into the shoes of these heroes that know what they're getting into. They're highly trained, you yeah. know, zombie squad specialists that, yeah. that go in there with a lot of firepower. The first games worked because you were you were thrust into the situation that you were woefully unprepared for. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of that, that. Um, which makes me think about Dead Space. You know, your yeah. your character is not a soldier; he's an engineer sent to see if what's gone on, why this massive ship has stopped working. He's got his job is to fix some things, and all of his weapons are based on tools. Yeah, for exactly. his job, um, and he gets sort of. There's sort of those elements of panic, like with the melee attack in that game, that is kind of desperate and 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 uncontrolled. Uh, I thought that was really neat. That you well, I think were... that's why Dead Space, you know, succeeded in kind of taking the true horror crown from Resident, the AAA horror crown yeah. from Resident Evil. Yeah, that was um, a scary game. 
I mean, they can't. I mean, but then you know, arguably they fell into the same trap. The third Dead Space game is an action romp. Yeah, um, I never played it. Yeah, I never played the first one. It kind of it, it it jarred with a lot of the kind of original yeah. game fans' expectations yeah. because they they change the formula and sometimes that works and sometimes it can just alienate the people yeah. that originally gravitated towards the game for the reasons. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's, uh, but I think it looks really good and potentially would be a game I might play. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I think that you know the, the they've got the right kind of influences. Uh, I think the Southern Gothic setting is really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I know a lot of people have said, oh, you know, it's you know, the move from third person to first person isn't in keeping with the Resident Evil formula. Well, but I think that that gives you a different element of. Um, of to add new ways of being scary because yeah, you have that restricted field of view. Like third person, you can see stuff to an extent happening way in your peripheral vision and almost behind you that you otherwise might not be able to see in real life. So well, it's not even first that. Person... It gives you that detachment from yourself, yeah, the player, yeah. and the character you're controlling. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super excited for it. I think it's going to be something that might genuinely give the franchise, you know, the kick up the arse that it so desperately requires at this yeah. juncture in its life. Oh, uh, well. Well, speaking of uh, big developers, Japanese developers, Capcom and Konami, brings Kojima. us on to the next Silent piece. Hills. The next piece of Gamers New is, uh, as it's pronounced. Yes. Gamers uh, New I, I, I honestly can't find the words. Konami, why? Gear. Survive. I, 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 I don't know. I yeah. just don't know. It's a game that... Metal Gear Solid, right, is one of the most critically acc- acclaimed game series franchise yeah. out there. Okay. And the root of its success arguably could be put down to the involvement of Kojima. Yeah. Who, you know... I'm not saying that his games are perfect. I think, you know, the narratives and, and story in them is deeply flawed. It is genuinely like he reads the, the first paragraph of a Wikipedia entry and then inserts a, an entire storyline around this very, very base understanding of a concept. Yeah. But there is no denying that he, uh, he's been responsible yeah, for some fantastic games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh, mean, I've played very little of them. Uh, I didn't really get on with... Um... The last Metal Gear Solid game I played was Metal Gear Solid 2, which I didn't really get on with. I was terrible at the stealthing of it, and I kept having to punch guards. Um, Punching guards comes with the territory. I know, but I like I I wanted to. I didn't want to be panic punching them. I wanted to be sneaking up and pushing them off a balcony or something. Yeah, I know know exactly what you mean. So I've never really played much of it, but honestly, this new one. Oh, the departure is. It looks like. Why even call it a Metal Gear Solid game? Um, I'll tell you why, Gus. Money. Um, the Metal Gear franchise is a, a it's a bankable name. Yeah. Still, I mean, but the thing is, people aren't... Okay, people are stupid, but they're not are that stupid. stupid. They're not going to go, this is the new Metal Gear game. Oh, but it's it's not actually got anything to do with Metal Gear in it. Well, you you say that there is an appearance from Snake, albeit quite fleeting in the trailer. In the trailer, it's like, watch what happens when Snake and the gang leave an unnamed guy behind at the end of a mission, and he gets sucked through a weird portal into a place where the land of unicorn zombies, the land of the zombie corns, it's... and they have a red crystal where their head should be. It's what is going on. I it's don't the know, most. It's... it's the most generic kind of game. Mode, the the, yeah. the Konami could have shut out like a, a four player co op zombie stealth them up could be good. But I, could be four player stealth that doesn't a survival stealth four player romp doesn't sound like it has any thought behind it whatsoever. It just it, it it's everything about the elements seems at odds of each other. Yeah, I suppose so. The idea of being like. Oh well, I'm stealthing over here. I'm gonna stealth through. You're like, we have to stealth as well. And someone else is like, no, fuck that. I'm just yeah, gonna well... go in and bull elephant down and <laughs> well, just set fire to everything. Oh, make everything explode. 
while I'm there, like creeping about, and I'm like, "All right, guys, I'm here." And then everyone's I'm here. I'm, I'm everyone, coming. I've got myself into my amazing sniper spot, and then everybody's already dead because you've bull elephants did in, including yourself probably. Also, you're like, "Oh, guys, need a res." And I'm like, "What? Well, I'm on the People other side of the map." People will need to res me if I ever play that game, yeah. which I probably won't. No, it looks it looks weird. It looks like, like a... Konami doing uh, like the most obvious attempt at a. Cra- uh, a, 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 a cash grab job that they can do it's like while we still have this ip and people might not realize i mean at this stage i don't know how people wouldn't realize the fallout between konami and kojima but i I think they must think and the other thing is as it goes on and it gets sort of into the development of that game and gets closer to release it's just going to get more and more obvious that this is just a really weird non- Non Metal Gear game. It's a Metal Gear name only in title. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it. I just think I don't know. K- Konami, uh, have, uh, they're a joke at this stage. I mean, their refusal to acknowledge the fan base that kind of has kept them afloat for so long. It, 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 it just the mind boggles. I mean, how for one treating arguably the most important member of their staff for the last 15 years the way they have is is ridiculous then to decide that they weren't really going to develop gaming as heavily as they had been and focus on pachinko machines is it's where the money is 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 it where the money is though i don't know (laughs) pachinko is massive in japan pachinko is massive in japan maybe you know what maybe 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 more foolers maybe their strategy uh for survival you know in japan it's like it's like konami noted pachinko game manufacturer (laughs) which has got a small sideline in making video games not important as these today has a fallout with a minor employee (laughs) this could be the news in in japan where they're like all about the pachinko. All about their pachinko. Um, I, 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 I just think... Would you rather play Metal Gear Survive or pachinko? Uh, or Metal Gear themed pachinko machine? Th- there is a Metal Gear themed pachinko I machine. I assume there is. Um, you could win money playing pachinko. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You could. All you can do playing Metal Gear Survive... I'd rather play CSGO. Ooh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, uh, that is literally... Everything you hate about first-person shooters distilled into a single game with a gambling, yeah, well, weird, stupid, fake gambling. Fucking what's going on? Gamma added on. It, it, it's just pointless, pointless, pointless. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, to yeah, basically, Metal Gear Survive. I, I, I don't know. A weird, weird aberration. Yes, it is. And I want it death. Well, I'm quite interested to see what happened and to see how uh, Konami go on and be like, oh, it's going to be amazing because you get to see Solid Snake occasionally. Are they they Swedish in your head? Oh, you're about to see Solid Snake. (laughs) And what it would be like, press X to take out the picture of Solid Snake from your wallet and (laughs) stare longingly at it. And then you can. That's a game I play. That sounds sounds like a better game than the one that they are currently slated to. But you know, but you could be like, the more time you spend looking at it, the more likely you're going to get attacked by a uni zombie. Yeah, zombie corn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's the yeah. end of the news. That, it, that is was, that the end of the news? <laughs> well, the, 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 the dramatic end to the news. Konami no in more... flames. Yeah. Konami in flames, zombies with horns, Metal Gear death. <laughs> is this the death of Metal Gear? Stay tuned, kids. Because um, it, it, it is. <laughs> Okay, so the featured game, the game that we played. Featured game. You said you weren't going to do that. I'm giving Caius the ingredients for all the stuff that he's going to have to edit out to make a good jingle. Uh, I I think he's up to the task. I think his powers of production. They are, but you're just giving him more work, and we're absolutely not paying for this. This is true. This is true. Not very nice. It's the featured game is like a new, not out forthcoming game that we've played. Right? Much like it was last time yeah, with We is. Happy Few. It's just, this is a much more large-scale, big development. It's a beast. It's biggie. a behemoth. Uh, behemoth. It, it, you'd almost say it was behemoth. a titan. Uh, Would yeah. you? <laughs> I see what you did there. That's yeah. right. It's Titanfall 2. Um, 
uh, as of the time of recording, uh, the weekend just gone uh, was the tech demo. I don't know why they've got the tech test. It's just a beta, let's be honest. Well, they, didn't they say it was not even a beta, it was uh, pre-alpha, and it's a, it's a test of servers. It's not pre-alpha. They call it. No, the game not. comes out at the end of October. Nobody nobody cares what they call it. They call it a tech test because it's neither, probably, it's not really a beta or It's alpha. smoke and mirrors is what it is. Yeah. Just It's just a preview. Why don't you just call it a preview? Yeah, you can, preview uh, works. Whatever. People understand the concept but of a preview. I very much enjoyed the first Titanfall. Titanfall and, is a fun and game. I played a lot of it, and I got to the point of being quite good at it, uh, which meant I enjoyed it even more. So I continue, even like in the late latter days of it, where you could only find uh, games in one game mode, it, but I still enjoyed playing it. And it was a game I enjoyed playing with friends, and it was. Titanfall was the reason that, you know, a lot of people plumped for an Xbox One uh, yeah. when choosing which console we're going to go for this generation. It was very much something that uh, that Microsoft decided to get behind and said, this is this is our exclusive. This is going to be one of the kind of close to launch games that is going to be the reason yeah. you buy the console. Um, Big new IP. Yeah. And it was, you know what, for the most part, it was a good game. Uh, did the lack of single player campaign hurt? Yeah, maybe. Um, but well, they the thing are... is, though, if they'd have, ta- I mean, the, it did have a kind of single player campaign. It had a, it had this weird like story attached to just a normal multiplayer game round. But if they'd have put in a like a tacked on story that was just crappy, people, people, people would have been like, "God, oh, this story sucks." If they had just gone out there and said, this is just a multiplayer only game. It's about running about and Peter parkouring your hearts. To your heart's content, and, and getting then, big fuck off, and then jumping into a giant robot and running about and shooting stuff. And I thought it was so cool, like the difference between the mobility of the pilots and the heavy weight stompiness of the of the Titans. Yes, it was a nice juxtaposition. The so. uh, visual and audio effects of the Titan coming in from orbit, or the crackling and exploding. It was really cool. Uh, the fact that you could have the voice of your Titan was like a Jeeves kind of character who'd be like, "Your shields are down, sir." It was. Shall it was... we? You'd better. I think you'd better retreat. It was. Discretion a... is the better part of valor, after all. <laughs> that kind of thing. It was a cool game. It was very much you get like you, I remember playing it and thinking it was. You could imagine um, respawn sitting around a table, almost doing a focus group of and, and saying, "Right, we're, we're we're putting all our resources into an FPS. What is cool?" And what can we use from that uh, to in, to inject yeah. into an FPS game? And it's almost like they've got mechs yeah. are cool, put them in. Parkour's cool, put them in. Yeah, and, and they actually kind of kickstarted that sort of uh, player mobility thing in first-person shooters, if, unless I'm wrong, which no, I might be. You... I feel like there maybe have been something a little bit of that before. But well, I mean, that Blink had a kind of free-running element. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But I think it was really, really well established. And what I was also really great was that when you were a pilot, you weren't totally helpless against the Titan. There were all these different things you could do. You could, you know, the the shield, the um, invisibility cloak mm. worked much better against the Titan than it did against uh, other pilots. You had your special weapons taken out of them. You had the rodeo ability. You know, it was really, really neat, and it was really well balanced. I thought. I, thought I, I would agree with that. It was a for like you, you know you alluded to it earlier. It was a game that we played when it first came out, and it was a game that we continue to play. You know, up until the latter parts of last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when we got all of the DLC, they gave you for free after that. And we just got all of that in, and then it sort of added a little bit extra lease of life to the game. Hmm. You know, the new game, what I really wanted from the new game was more, more tightening, more falling, more parkouring, you know, more just of the same, but looks better and is is more maps, maybe a a single player story. So some of that they've done, but other parts of it seem to have changed in a slightly worrying way. It's it's very much a case of two steps forward, one back, and sometimes two steps back and one forward. Um... You know, from what I played of the of the tech test, it's still an immensely fun game. It's all they've always been fun. I mean, I think the emphasis on the fluid movement system really gives it that 
sense of fun, um, even when you know you're getting absolutely destroyed by another team. It's it's fun to to move around a map and and try and use the environment as a weapon almost. Yeah. that's always cool. But then, yeah, you know some of the choices that they've implemented going forward to the second game. I'm not sure it's for the better. You know that the the USP of Titanfall is the Titans. That is. It's in the title, goddammit. Yes. And whereas in the first game, they, you got them on a timer, in the new game, or at least in the tech test, you, you get them only on merit. So, you know, you can you can go a whole game and not get a Titan. I, I was in a Titan once. I, only, I played three games. That, that feels like an error, honestly, on their behalf. Because what it was great about it was if you weren't that good at games and you didn't do very well, you could run about shooting the grunts and your time is ticking down, you get a little bit of stuff, you take a point, you kill some grunts, you maybe kill a pilot or two, do some damage to a titan here and there, and everything you do just ticks down the timer, ticks down the timer, and then at some yeah, point... Yeah, you could play for time. You, you know. Exactly. And some point in that um, match, you guarantee to get the titan, and then everything changes. And there's that point that comes in the game when everybody's in the Titan and it's absolute chaos and there's missiles flying everywhere and shields and all kinds of stuff. And it's cool. That's, you and know, that was you, cool. You, you know? can't help but feel that like that was the intention. Yeah. Like, you know, you go from this really kind of cool, fluid, on-foot battle to just all-out war in these big machines yeah. of destruction. The dynamic of the game changes to sort of tank warfare. Hmm. And, yeah, and, and you know, quite two guys, two like how massive machines duking it out, and you know, it always gets to the point where you your weapon needs reloading. You're like, ah, he's nearly dead, and you just start waving in and wailing on the other exactly. Titan and punching. That was, that was awesome. And from the look of it, in the new game, they've got like titans with swords. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, you know that that wasn't present in the gameplay that I experienced. But that that you know, when I saw those initial first images, I thought that is exactly what it needs. How can you make a, a mech even cooler? Give it some personality. And give it a sword. Yeah, and that, that's the direction they seem to be going. Um, I mean, there, there were other things in in the tech test that were annoying. Like you know, you, you said earlier, rodeoing was a really cool aspect of the first game. You can't really do that now. But they've changed the dynamics so that you, yeah. as soon as you jump onto a Titan, you pull out its battery cord. Then you automatically get thrown off it. Then you have to jump back on it and throw a grenade in. Then you jump off it, and it takes about four or five grenades to down. Yeah, it. so I did read that, and it was it seemed like. That was a something that was worse. Like, yeah. I don't know if you could stand on the ground and throw grenades up onto it, and if you get them in, but <laughs> like a like a basketball. Yeah, yeah. You know, you chuck a three pointer in there, and, or because you know what I like love to do: rodeo, pull a thing out, bung a satchel charge on, run away, blow the satchel charge. That was awesome, wave. That was awesome, cool thing to do. It was, you know, and. Hopefully they still have time to change little kind of you know nuanced yeah. gameplay choices like that, yeah. and they will listen to the feedback that you know has been good. Well, hopefully that's you know, what their goal in. is on on this uh, this tech demo because this is the first sort of properly playable, publicly playable yeah. build of it that's available. It's the first people have played of it, and it seems so far a lot of trepidation there in the community of people going ah. Well, yeah, it's good, but you know, yeah, I think I mean, I think everyone's agreed on the fact that at its core, it's a good game. They, yeah, they've built something very solid. It's just they 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 really need to refine. Yeah, it, some it of the feels like uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And what they've done is, whilst trying to do that, they've kind of lost a lot of what made the game play really well and be really. Um, appealing to a lot of people and stand out from you know a lot of its FPS yeah. brothers. The thing is, I worry that in its current state, it's not different enough. I enjoyed my time with it. Yeah. Would I, you know, fork out fifty, sixty quid for it at launch? Not sure. Especially when you know Overwatch. A lot of people own Overwatch. There's still a lot of mileage in the tank for that. You know, there's a new COD coming out. Not that I have any interest yeah, in it. But new Battlefield. The new Battlefield looks much more compelling from the yeah, footage that we've does, seen. Yeah. So where does Titanfall fit into to the landscape uh, yeah. right now? Particularly because the new COD is going heavy sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. With its, with its uh, direction. So it could even be in sort of direct competition because they started introducing sort of a pseudo mech scenario with their exosuits and things, mm. didn't they? In some of those, um, whatever they were, new newer games of 
that they, I don't know. I never played any COD games. No, so COD just games shit. <laughs> but it was like they just took ideas that Titanfall was like, oh, you've got wall running, and then you get a mech, and then um, Call of Duty was like, you got wall running, and then you get an exosuit. See what we did? This is a mech. And you're like, this yeah. is a brand new, unique a mech idea. By any other name is still a mech. God damn yeah. it! A mech is just an exosuit. Pretty much down to it. But you know, it does look very good. It looks very pretty, and hopefully, the jumping into the Titan animations are even better than they were in the first game. Well, again, and <laughs> not to kind of, you know, I don't want to get into that kind of mode where I'm just doing a like for like comparison between the two. But one of the other things that annoyed me, and it, my memory of it might be distorted, but it felt like the the so first time for you jump and then you hold X and you seamlessly get pulled into your mech. Yeah, the animation from that in my memory was very smooth, lasted a second and a half maybe. Didn't yeah. feel like you were taken out of the action. Whereas in this tech test, and again it was a test, it was a preview, it was a demo. It felt like it took about three seconds. Now three seconds is a long time, but it felt significant enough that it, I felt removed from the action. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then what was cool about that was you could come in from any angle and it would be a slightly different... Mm. I mean, obviously, it wasn't there wasn't a different one for every angle, but you, you know, you'd know, you come running in from the front and it would reach out and there it was enough variety you, so grab it, it in or you'd jump cool. in through the top or it would get you underneath and you'd jump straight in. And that was nice. And it was seamless and it was a really cool little, almost pointless, meaningless little thing, but it was just dressing on it that made it a really... It was good dressing. Really it was good ranch thing. dressing. That um, is not a good dressing. French well, dressing is the best dressing. Uh, what about uh, Italian dressing or a blue cheese dressing? No, blue cheese is wrong. Any kind of dress. What I'm saying is, it gave yeah. a little bit of spice, a bit yeah. of oomph, a bit yeah. of uh, a flavour. Zing to you. The salad of the game. But it was it a good quality crap. salad. Well, yeah, and, and I, I feel like they've maybe gone overboard. Yeah. With the. Let's forget. You know, let's just drop the salad dressing analogy. Right, okay, let's okay. just say that, uh, I, like. I think they obviously realise people like that. They've kept it, but they've, you know, maybe yeah. done too much with what it. What I would have probably wanted to do would be like just do more animations within that sort of one second time scale. And be like, yeah, well, all these little different ways of getting into the Titan. That's keep that's, it fresh that's, yeah. every time you do it. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I'm I am interested to see where it goes because we're sort of looking for a, a new multiplayer game, but it's coming out at the same time as the big. The big guns. It's it, Battlefield One. It, you know? it has a lot of competition, and that really makes me worry for it. Yeah. Um, well, I'll probably give it another go this this coming weekend, a second tech demo. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting back in there, which is a I'm good. I'm sure I read just recently this coming weekend. I think Battlefield One beta. Oh really? Yeah. So I'll be wanting to get involved with that. Gonna have to. Because that looks great. For for the service of the podcast. But also because it looks great. But also because Battlefield 1 does look interesting. You know, I'm not a big fan of Battlefield games. Horses versus tanks. Yeah, Tanks win. Do they? Not in World War 1 they don't. If you're in a tank in World War 1, That's you're a good, already yeah. dead. That's a good The tanks in World War 1 were notoriously shit, yes, from what I remember. Yes, a terrible from... nightmare machine for the drivers. Um, yeah, no, Battlefield 1 looks good, I must yeah. say. I mean, everyone's been blown away about the trailers. And rightly so, it looks good. It's a good change of pace. I think they've gone in a, the, the right direction for the series. Yeah, it's, I it's, think it's a... In a way, I think it's a kind of a fascinating choice of setting. I don't think anybody's made a World War One game before. No? I mean, it's it's that perfect example of them... You know, there's that theory that people say they want something new, but what they really want is the same thing they've been used to years and years, repackaged slightly differently so it doesn't alienate them, um, but it feels like it's a new experience. Yes, better graphics. That's like what they did with Battlefield 3 and Battlefield 4. They were sort of just like reiterations of... Battlefield 4 was like, more Battlefield 3, same kind of setting, same kind of character, same kind of weapon, same kind of process... Everything was very, very similar. Yeah. But because Battlefield 3 was a great game, Battlefield 4 was also a great game. Yeah. And Battlefield... But it was still very much like contained within that. 
Yeah, it was. It was. It it was. A, it was again. It was a. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Formula yeah. and Battlefield One is very much in that same vein. Yes, the 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 setting has changed somewhat, but it's basically just a new skin. Um, yeah, with yeah. a slightly different. You know. Yeah, but I think the attached. way the way that it this new setting will bring a certain different play style on top of everything, like the difference between like the World War. The modern world games where you can have all kinds of fancy gadgets. Yeah. And yeah. you know, World War One, where a fancy gadget's like a grenade. Mm. No, yeah, that, like you said, like, it should hopefully temper people's playing styles yes. just enough so it feels fresh. Yes. Um, and it also has giant Zeppelins in it. Zeppelins are cool no matter looks, what. Looks great. So, anyway, I think. Yeah, we're coming to the all of the news, all of everything from the agenda. Any other business? Biznatch. Uh, I have nothing. I've got nothing for you apart from to say uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting weekend of playing games that are coming out very soon. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, soon enough, it will be big game season and we'll have some special coverage. I've said that now and now I'll have to do that. That's okay. I'm down with some special coverage. All right, special uh, coverage. So, yeah. Hold, hold this space. Watch this space. Listen, hold it. Caress it. Listen do the to things this space. you want to do to it. Listen to this space. Because the smash the, space. <laughs> the smash-tastic space. And subscribe to this podcast in whatever method you deem fit, please. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we were like our sign-off on the last uh, podcast was genuinely the worst thing I've ever listened to. Um, but you can find us on Twitter uh, at SuperDudeQuest. You can also find us on uh, we're on the YouTube's, the YouTube's uh, loosely affiliated, but it's essentially the same thing. It's the same guy, uh, uh, which is uh, a DudeQuest at YouTube, uh, and then yeah, we're on the a- Apple iPod store I don't now. Know. Yeah, yeah, we set that up, baby. What's happening? All right. Um, so Smash Talk on the iPod podcasting network <laughs> nice you sense. nailed that i thought Absolutely i nailed it nailed i thought it. i nailed it all, all right. right okay until next time i've been dan smash i've been gus Fu. we'll see you all very soon